This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Tomorrow is International Men's Day. So I've asked Sean Johns from The Fathering Project to join me. Hey, Sean. Hey, Ali. How are you going? I'm good. Now, obviously, International Men's Day, big men start as little ones. And uh, I'm very uh, grateful for you, your experience as a dad yourself, but working at Fathering Project. Can we just start first up for the listener who is feeling completely overwhelmed by their son, what should they remember? Oh, look, I don't know if that goes away, Ali. Actually, I've got adult kids now, and uh, I often feel overwhelmed with them as well. So uh, parenting just continues on, doesn't it? Um, Look, I think the, the most important thing initially is we're not looking for perfect parents, or in our case, perfect dads. We're looking... We're looking for those in the game, and and it's it's important that we don't beat ourselves up in in us, um, you know, finding our way as we parent through the stages of our child's lives. And the research is abundantly clear: when a child has a warm and loving environment that is supported by both parents, and and often those parents aren't necessarily together in the same home, and it can still be very very possible. When they are actively involved and it's warm and loving, then the outcomes for kids are at their best. And so when I think about boys, um, especially as I think about boys as they become young men, um, we need to recognise that some of these behaviours that we struggle with um, are quite natural. You know, boys as they become teenagers, they will drift away, but they will also come back and... I think there's some really just important principles to know that even as we are, you know, failing forward at times, that when they, when our, when our kids intrinsically know these things, um, that that gives us a firm foundation. We talk about the bus principle often with dads, um, and it applies to all to both parents. And it's the bus principle stands for be there, unconditional love, and special. And when especially our boys are working through those years towards adolescence and becoming young men, Um, but also for daughters, when they know that no matter what, I'm going nowhere. I will be there when they need me to be there. I'm in their corner. Um, That gives us, you know, a solid foundation. When our child knows that regardless of performance, um, that our love won't change for them. The way we feel today is the way we'll always feel, and that doesn't change regardless of, their performance. And the last one for special is that all our kids are unique. They're, they're different. They're good at different things. Um, and we as parents need to be able to identify them, uh, speak into those. And when a child knows that we see specialness in them, um, these things really add to all of these times when we're tra- trying to parent them on the go. But, you know, intrinsically, they know that we're secure and safe. And I think that's really important for parents to know. Mm. Love those foundations. Uh, let's get to the nitty-gritty, though, okay? I've got a one- and a three-year-old. And <laughs> physicality and violence seem so instinctive with my kiddos. Like, before they could even talk, they would be expressing their frustrations, you know, by hitting. And whenever there's a stick around, it immediately becomes a sword or a gun. How do you nurture the gentler side of boys? Great question. Um, firstly, you know, this this is when they're first trying to uh, to handle these emotions, and it's hard. It's it's hard for us to regulate them as adults, and so they're right at that stage. and And boys are less verbal as quickly, generally speaking, than girls. So this can last longer in boys because they don't know how to regulate these things. Um, 
And, and it's, research says that they're actually at their most aggressive when they're at this, you know, three-year-old sort of stage, which I'm glad they're not big because then it'd be really dangerous. Yeah. But anyway, uh, um, I, think, I think the importance here is that they're reacting to emotion, so frustration, um, idleness, whatever it might be. And from a parent point of view, it's important to note that I don't think kids respond well. It's not I don't think, it's true. Kids or adults as well don't respond well to grey. Boundaries are important. As much as we like at times to think that, you know, we don't want the rules, we couldn't operate and neither could kids without solid boundaries. So that's important for us to maintain. But when it comes to helping them on those softer side of things, I think that it's important that as parents we stay calm. Um, It's not a reflection on us on how our kids are behaving at this age. It's very natural for them to be navigating, as we said, those, those, those emotions that they're trying to, trying to work through. Um, I think it's really important that we name them and bring them to the attention of the child. So, you know, you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling annoyed, and we, we put terms on these. We don't discount them with the kids. Um, and we tell them at times that we feel these ways too, and, and they can... Then, then understand that it's 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 something that's you know normal for all of us, and I think the modelling Ali is really important, especially for dads. I think it's really important uh, when we are modelling how to respond in these situations that we we as parents, uh, because our kids' eyes are on us, are showing them those calmness, um, you know, ways to be calm when this when when this is is um, in front of us, or when we're we're also feeling frustrated or annoyed. Um, and and I think then in terms of those modelling, the, the modelling of of affection and and other ways that we can show the gentler side is certainly being noticed by our kids. My adorable three-year-old, who's very clever, very sweet, went through quite a phase of hitting and biting. Uh, I wasn't mm. sure if I'd ever go to a park again. And initially ah. I thought a hard line on sort of wild behaviour would be more effective. But actually, he responds to being overly nurtured. Like when he's mid-tantrum, the best thing I can do is just sort of like hug him until he calms down. And and then once he's calmed down, I can actually talk to him. Um, I've had friends, and particularly friends who are raising girls, who say that I'm too soft on him. But do you have any thoughts on how to help boys with their big feelings? Yeah, it's a really good question. And again, I, I, I say that, um, you know, often we react ourselves because it sort of sometimes reflects on us, especially in those open spaces like the supermarket or at the play, oh, yeah. playground. So embarrassing. Beach. I'm like, um, I swear <laughs> I've never bitten my husband. I don't know where he's picking this up. <laughs> yeah, but as we mentioned, they're, they're, they're overwhelmed by and, and trying to, to navigate how to respond to these things. And I think I think it's really important when they're not actually at this stage that that regulation is is um, is taught and and I think it's really good to when dads are playing with their kids to to play games with them where those boundaries are set and and the regulation of of emotion is is talked about when they're not at that height of something going wrong and so you know we we, we encourage games where you tie a sock on your ankle and and the child has to try and get to that sock and you'll find that if it's hard sometimes they'll push those boundaries and get frustrated or get angry and it's it's an opportunity to sort of 
you know, sit back and go, you know, no, that's that's not how we play this game. That's not the rules, and we can have those conversations, and it teaches those things um, as we go. But in terms of the gentler side and the affection, oh, look, I really encourage it. I think there needs to be balance in the nature of the play and the activities we have with kids so that the other side of the emotions are developed as well. So, for example, if we're playing rough and tumble games the whole time, talking, playing footy and wrestling and all of those things uh, from a father's point of view, um, then, you know, there's probably a lot less time from, from that male influence around reading with our kids or teaching them to say sorry when it's warranted or showing respect and teaching respect early of other people. And, again, the way we model and stay calm and show affection and, and hug our children and... And not just at those times, but in all of those times. And getting them to learn to express their feelings and use those words. As I said with boys, that takes a little bit longer. The girls, uh, when they're growing up, are verbal a little bit quicker. And so they can they can um, sort of explain their feelings a bit better a bit earlier. Mm. Um, so so I, I'm hoping I'm answering your question. But I think... Um, I think it's balanced, Ali. I think it's about us, you know, not letting them push those boundaries because we're we're wanting to be, you know, soft and gentle the whole time. Uh, but at the same time, we can't we can't not um, uh, have balance in the way we 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 strengthen those softer sides of boys. Um, we we definitely want to see that and see it more younger. My son is already into superheroes. You know, like at the library, he's picking comic books. How important is it to minimise like TV or books or games that portray violent behaviour? Uh, well, we're talking to young. We, we, yours are young, but mm. I, I'd like to extend this beyond that age, right through. Um, and I and I feel it's not only violence; it's it's the danger of social media and the internet in general. Um, Firstly, to answer your question, absolutely we need to have family agreement on on the minimisation of access to things. Um, but effectively, as they get older, Ali, we can't work on the basis that they won't be exposed to these things. It's all about how they will react when they see the things that will be they, they can be exposed to. And as I say, that, that may not be just violence. That could be around how to treat women and pornography and these things that become very relevant when when they reach their their teenage years and young adulthood. So um, I think it's really important to say that firstly, um, and I say this for fathers specifically, if we don't father them, something or someone will. It'll either be the internet or the social media or the games that will that will form the value system of our kids. And and the currency of of love is time. The only way that we <clears throat> can work on how they will react to these things, what's the voice in the child's head when they have to make a decision around some of the things they see and and how they react to those, um, what forms that voice if we aren't spending the time to have those conversations um, to help form those values, then they'll form them in other ways. And so, yes, the boundaries, but I think it's about teaching our kids um, right from a really early age values and that takes takes the time so that when they do see these things, they react in the right way. Often as boys get older, they start to go quiet and pull away from their parents. Is there anything that we can do to help them, you know, feel comfortable to keep, 
you know, expressing their feelings and being open? Absolutely. I think, um, I think as I said in the beginning, um, boys will pull away um, and then they're likely to come back. I mean, nothing's guaranteed, but generally speaking, you know, I have adult kids now and it's great that the rewards of that time is the friendships that develop beyond that stage. But they want to find their own re- their wings and so it's very natural for them to want to pull away and find their own space. And I think in our culture we've lost that art of identifying the stages of manhood um, for, our, for our young boys. And so I want to give the dads a picture here, or, and, and it relates to mum as well, because it's important in this stage that fathers, the picture is that they're shoulder to shoulder. They're not in the stands barking instructions. They're not out in front, um, you know, just, just not verbalising and, and, and the child watching them. It's shoulder to shoulder as they walk this stage. Um, and I think the best way for us to get them to express their feelings and talk is this, we're talking about connection and relationship. And men communicate best through activity. Mm. And we encourage things like dad and child dates. Only one other rule, no other father or no other child, no other adult. Just one-on-one, um, child and parent have these times where you're what we call good times banking, um, good conversation through laughter, activity, maybe a challenge together. But through that, you're able to talk about the day. Um, if I can give you a really quick personal example, when I when I learnt this myself from the Fathering Project many years ago, I thought, right, I'm going to have a dad and daughter date with my young daughter, and I did the same with my son. I have two daughters and a son, uh, all adult, adults now. And my daughter was 16 when I when I, I went to her and said to her, darling, we're going to have a dad and daughter date. And she looked at me and said, dad, that'll be social suicide. What if people see us? And uh, to be quite honest, that day we went up for a, a dinner together and I couldn't eat my schnitzel fast enough. She was looking over her shoulder and it was a bit of a disaster, but we stuck at it and no agenda. We just had times where we would meet for dinner on a month or bi-monthly basis and we got to talk about everything. We got to talk about her school, her boyfriends, uh, her now husband. Um, and, you know, Ali, that, that ability to just set the time, I encourage wholeheartedly because as our boys do pull away if we're able to connect through activity um, and have those conversations uh, they will know that we're in our corner you know that bus principle that we're talking about and uh, the ability to to communicate um, will be so much more easier so so I, I just encourage to make the time intentional because then it gets otherwise it gets lost in the busyness and the overwhelmness of uh, of our days and, uh, and we don't have that connectedness that helps especially young boys uh, communicate with us. Just uh, one final question. Um, obviously, we have, unfortunately, a, a huge problem with domestic violence uh, mm. in our country. What can we be doing with boys when they're young to help them learn to respect women? Um, 80% of what they will learn is what they see. Um, this does relate to probably just about all of your questions today. It relates to the modelling of, of men um, as they grow older. We need to be conscious, so conscious. It's, it's almost like there's a glass of water um, that's filled to the top and when we're bumped off centre, what spills out of that as, as parents or as fathers? And um, is it is at one end absolutely nothing and no response at all and disengagement or right at the other end, is it anger and frustration and... And these things are being watched by our kids. And so first and foremost, the way the, the father treats the mother, the way 
he treats other people, the way he he engages with his his son to learn to moderate behaviour and um, and all those things we've talked about. That would be first and foremost uh, in this in this um, in this place. That that regulation from an early age is is vital, um, but the modelling of that is, as a loving father respectful father is something that is challenging. We, we, we see generational fatherlessness, Ali, all the time, which mm. relates to this very, very heavily. You know, we could walk into juvenile justice today, pull 10 kids out of a cell, and nine of those are going to have a bad experience. And this, when we look at domestic violence, there is a huge correlation um, through through um, the way we see these things. But also, you know, what's on television, what's in the social media. We need to be involved in the value forming of our kids uh, as early as we can. Never too late, but the earlier we start, the better we are. That's such great advice. Sean Johns from The Fathering Project, thank you so much for joining me with your insights ahead of International Men's Day. Really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.